Well, they did. Something that was said on first take was so silly that I had to talk about it on Locked on Horn Frogs. We'll discuss it next on Locked on Horn Frogs. <laughs> You are Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Horn Frogs. I am your host, Stephen Simcox. Uh, so I have been pretty consistent with my discussion of the college ball playoff and the rankings. Um, I usually do a segment on it on Wednesdays or Tuesday evenings, and I actually wasn't going to talk about it today because they can't. TCU is ranked number four country again. Um, your, your top four are Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. LSU right behind the Frogs at five, USC at six, and so there's not a lot of interesting like details there for TCU people. I mean, basically, like everybody kind of knows the path. For the Frogs, beat Iowa State, beat potentially Kansas State or Texas, whoever it ends up being, in the conference title game, and you're in the college football playoff. If you lose a game, if they lose a game, um, then I think they're probably not getting in, honestly. I, they'll have a shot if some if some things happen, like if USC loses one of their, one of their last two games, um, if LSU loses to Georgia, which is pretty likely. Um, I'm surprised LSU is there at five ahead of USC. But if LSU and USC both drop another game, if Clemson potentially drops another game, there's a chance if TCU loses a game. But the problem the Frogs have now are, I think the the losses, a loss to Baylor on the road or a loss to Texas on the road would have been understandable. The issue at this point is if you drop a game to Iowa State, that's just a bad loss. If they drop the conference title game, well, then you're still 12-1, and one, and I think they would have a great case. I think they should be in. But I just see the committee saying, well, they didn't win their conference title. And so, you, you know, you give it to someone else. Ohio State and Michigan play this week, the two and in, in the number two and number three teams. And so the loser of that game would have an uphill battle getting in because that would be their last game of the season. They would not play in the Big Ten title game. All that has been said. And I think everybody understands it. The, the mission for TCU this week, go beat Iowa State and then go win uh, the Big 12 championship game. However, uh, yesterday, Throwback Frog. There's this account on Twitter at Throwback Frog, which is great. I recommend that you follow them if you're on Twitter. He does uh, great memes and videos that are fantastic. Um, and he cut out this part of first take yesterday, and he sent it to me. And I'm at some cock Steven on Twitter if you want to follow me. And he sent me this video, or he tagged me in this video, and it's Stephen A. Smith and Paul Feinbaum and Keyshawn Johnson talking about the college football playoff in the top four teams. And all of them just completely dismissed TCU. Which, I shouldn't care about this. Like, it shouldn't bother me, because as I said, all they got to do is keep winning games. It's been the same story for them all year. And they've done it. They've had some close calls, but they're still undefeated. And you win football games, and you get in. The frustrating thing as someone who follows TCU closely, and I know the frustrating thing for a lot of you TCU fans and supporters out there, is that the whole point of the playoff, well, in my mind, a big part of the playoff was things were going to get settled on the field. There wouldn't be 
um, just a computer deciding who was going to the national title game. There would actually be some stakes. There would be some semifinal games. You would get games, you know, teams that didn't typically get opportunities will get opportunities. TCU, which spent so much time in Conference USA and in the Mountain West, fighting for respect, trying to get, you know, the national media to say, yeah, that's a great program. Beating Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl, winning multiple conference title games, getting to the Big 12, uh, just completely destroying Ole Miss in the Peach Bowl in 2014 when they got snubbed. The whole point of getting to a Power 5 conference, a big-time league like the Big 12, was that they were supposed to be able to get the benefit of the doubt, right? Like, they were supposed to be, you know, in the club, in the in the cool kids club, where if they dropped a game, it wasn't the end of the world. Or if they struggled a little bit, or if they didn't always look like they're the best team in the country, people would still say, you know what, that's a good program, that's a great football team, it's hard to go undefeated, it's hard to go on the road and win games. We respect the TCU Horn Frogs. That has not happened. And so I'm watching this video on first take, and I'm trying not to get angry about it because it doesn't matter, right? All you got to do is win games. However, I felt the need to comment on it, mainly because I put something out there on Twitter, and then I got a, la- a lot of reaction from from my tweet and from the initial video. But I'm rambling on here. I'm sorry. Let me get back to it. So Stephen A. Smith and Paul Feinbaum and Keyshawn Johnson are sitting there. And Stephen A. Smith said last week, that he doesn't think TCU's played a tough schedule and he doesn't, you know, see them as a top four team in the country, whatever. I think Stephen A. Smith is very talented. Um, I actually think he's really, really good at what he does. I know a lot of people don't like him, but I think he's fantastic at his job. It's really hard to get on TV every day and come up with uh, passionate takes about, you know, 10 different sports. Like, that's a tough thing to do. I don't really worry too much about what Stephen A. Smith says because I don't get the impression that he's like locked in on Saturday afternoon watching a ton of college football. That's just my view of it. He's, you know, he's a national guy. He's covering a lot of different things. I don't think college football is top on his radar. It's just another thing that they put on the first take rundown for him to talk about. And he's going to, you know, do it and do, he's going to have a strong opinion on it because that's his job. That's what he does. So he's still, you know, he said like he doesn't think TCU's in the top four. And then Keyshawn Johnson tees up Paul Feinbaum and says, Paul, isn't TCU just Cincinnati without the Cinderella story? And then Feinbaum goes off and says, oh, yeah, they are. I'm going to sound elitist here, but, you know, TCU can't compete with the big boys. That's the bottom line. They barely escaped this game against Baylor. Baylor's a team with four losses. Beating Texas on the road is not impressive. They're a team with four losses. He went on to say they're going to play a Big 12 championship game that nobody here is going to watch. Like he said this on television, which is crazy to me because it's it's probably going to be TCU and K-State. It's on ABC at 11 a.m. And ESPN just inked the new deal with the Big 12. Like, why are you talking about one of your TV partners like they are a, um, you know, just a, a stepchild uh, at the kids' table and not on the same level as everybody else. That doesn't make any sense. And he says all these things. And they go on USC. The USC Trojans. That's who they were touting as that should take TCU's place. And they hope, they understood, you could tell from the disgust in their voice, that they understood if TCU went undefeated, it wouldn't matter. But they really hoped that TCU would lose so that they didn't say this, but this was kind of what I gathered from it. It really seemed like they hoped TCU lost the game 
so that USC could take their place. USC. Who is the head coach of the USC Trojans? Lincoln Riley. Really great offensive mind. Really good football coach. Oklahoma spent uh, a lot of the offseason saying that they were going to be better off without Lincoln Riley. Right now, that does not seem to be the case. He's transformed that USC program quickly. They were 5-7 and seven last year also. They had a one-point loss to Utah. That's been their only loss of the season. However, they were talking about USC like they were going to be the team that could stand toe-to-toe with Georgia and Ohio State. Lincoln Riley has been in the playoff multiple times. He has not won a playoff game. Those Oklahoma teams have gotten beat, beat soundly. And it's the same story every time Lincoln Riley gets there. His teams are not physical enough. They don't play defense. And this USC team is just as flawed as those Oklahoma teams, maybe more so. they got a great quarterback in Caleb Williams, an explosive offense. They do not play a lick of defense, and they are not a physical team. They rely on turnovers, and they've found a way to win a lot of games this year. But I think TCU is a much more complete football team than USC. And it just shows that you're only looking at the decal on the helmet because it's been proven that the type of teams that Lincoln Riley brings to the semifinals don't win these games. Feinbaum also said that Georgia would beat TCU by three or four touchdowns, which, okay. I don't think that would happen. I know Georgia's really good. They might just steamroll everybody. They've been doing that all year long. They did have a, you know, kind of a close game against Kentucky last week. I think they won by 10. But somebody brought up a good point on Twitter. If TCU wins out, they'll be the number two or number three team in the country. And in that case, they wouldn't play Georgia in the first round. They wouldn't play Georgia in the semifinal game. They'd play the winner of the Ohio State-Michigan game, most likely. So if they played Georgia, it would mean they would have won the semifinal game and made it to the national championship, thus justifying them being in the playoff. Again, it doesn't matter because all they got to do is win and they're in. And then we'll find out. Then we will find out. The game will be on the field and they'll play each other. But it's just frustrating. You know, Michigan State went to the playoff a few years ago and got skunked. And there weren't people just yelling about how Michigan State's a fraudulent program. Washington went to the playoff a few years ago and lost to Alabama and lost in pretty convention fashion. And there wasn't just all these calls for Washington being a terrible team that didn't deserve to be there. But people are just waiting for TCU to stumble so they can dismiss and discount what they've done. And Sonny Dykes has done an incredible job in year one. And I don't know what would happen if they got on the field with Michigan and Ohio State or Georgia. I think that personally, I think they could hang with them. Because I know it's hard to go undefeated in the Big 12. It's hard to win every week. And you know what? Yeah, I don't know what the Vegas line would be. That was what Tennessee fans said all the time. Well, if, if TCU played Tennessee on neutral field, Vegas would favor them by 14. Okay, well, then don't lose two games, volunteers. You successfully got yourself out of the playoff. But congratulations. Hang the banner. Hang the banner that says you would have been a 14-point favor on neutral field against DCU. We probably won't get that game now because you lost two games. I just know I would ride with this DCU team against anybody because they're tough and they're hard-nosed and they get things done. And there's still business to be taken care of. They got to beat Iowa State this week. They need to win a conference title game. But I just get I get frustrated with the disrespect, man. It bothers me. I know it bothers you too. My guy Gary, uh, 
on Twitter. He's a faithful listener. Gary Patterson is his name. Not that Gary Patterson, a different Gary Patterson. But he said, yeah, I, I'm not supposed to get frustrated about this stuff too, but it still frustrates me. And a lot of you commented there and it had similar sentiments. And I understand. But it doesn't matter. Just go win the football game. I just had to get this off my chest today because it was bothering me that even though they've they've done so much work and they've proven so much throughout the years, the national talking heads still just seem to totally dismiss and disregard the job they've done. I've seen a lot of like, oh, well, K-State's just going to roll TC on the conference title game. Well, we'll see. Everybody's been saying that all year, but it hasn't happened yet. There's like, there's like different stages of grief for every fan base that plays TCU. They think they're going to win during the week. They maybe think they're going to win during the first half of the game. They lose, and then they say, oh, well, it just proves how TCU wasn't very good because they didn't beat us by 30 points. Well, no, they didn't, but they haven't lost a game this year, and there's not a lot of teams that can say that, and uh, people just need to realize who the Frogs are and stop talking so crazy about them. Stop talking about them like they're a group of five team because they're not. And Cincinnati actually hung pretty well with Alabama last year. Okay. We're going to talk about injury updates next. Before we do that, though, I do want to uh, talk about LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn is a place that's not going to raise your blood pressure. It's not like Stephen A. Smith and Paul Feinbaum talking on first take. LinkedIn will take care of you. Um, and they are a big brand. They are a huge name. They're one of the blue bloods when it comes to hiring. You can go to LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Listen to small business. You know this. Or if you've worked at any sort of company, you understand this. Talent acquisition is the biggest part of what you do. You have to have people that are dependable, that you can trust, that are the right fit for your company. And so use LinkedIn to help you find that person. You can cast a wide net, and then you can whittle it down with some of their great um, screening questions and other services that you they have that will allow you to get the best pool of talent for your job. LinkedIn.com slash college. Use their services today. Okay, segment two here on Locked on Horn Frogs. Let's talk some injury updates. Um, on Tuesday, I had a podcast out about um, should TCU potentially rest players on Saturday. I believe they shouldn't, but I just kind of saw this online. Like, hey, the team's banged up. Quentin Johnson had to sit out most of the second half. Kendra Miller was out for a lot of the second half. Darius Davis missed the Baylor game. Can they get away with maybe – you know, resting those guys and trying to beat Iowa State and hope that they're full go 100% for the conference title game. I said no, and pretty much all of you on YouTube when you commented in also said no. They have to keep this rolling. They have to keep going. They have to, you know, keep their foot on the gas and make sure they win that fo- this football game. And to do that, they need all hands on deck. And I agree with you guys. We did get an update from Sonny Dykes on uh, Tuesday in his weekly press conference, and it was mostly positive. Kendra Miller practiced on Tuesday, and he didn't make any indication that he was limited. So I assume that Kendra's going to be good to go for Saturday against Iowa State. I don't know if he'll be on any sort of snap count, but he practiced. He was full go on Tuesday, so he's ready. Darius Davis also practiced on Tuesday. This was the biggest pleasant surprise in my mind was uh, that Darius was back out there. He has a broken hand. I guess they have it you know, braced up enough or somehow um, made up enough to where he can get out there and play, which is fantastic news. Uh, I wonder if they'll continue to use Tay Barber on punt returns 
because if Darius has a broken hand, I'm not sure about you know him being able to go up there and secure the ball. But he practiced. He wasn't limited either. Uh, Quentin Johnson did not practice on Tuesday, but Sonny said that basically they're kind of going about this um, like they have the last few weeks. So he'll practice today. He's expected to practice today. And then they'll sort of ramp up his workload as the week goes on. He's not 100%. You know, I think Quentin's one of those guys that they're really just trying to get through a conference title game. And then once that's over, they'll get obviously a pretty significant break before either the playoff or whatever bowl game they end up in. And that'll be the time where Quentin can really attack, you know, that ankle recovery in a huge way and try to get 100% healthy. But right now he's probably just going to kind of be a little gimpy for the rest of the year and he's going to have to gut it out. But they need him on the field. And so he's going to progressively have his workload ramped up as the week goes on. And then Tay Barber didn't practice um, on Tuesday, but they expect him to be back at it today. Not sure what happened to Tay. I assume he's just kind of got some bumps and bruises from, you know, 10 weeks of football that they've been playing, but he's expected to be back in practice today. So it sounds like they should have their full assortment of offensive weapons, which is big because this Iowa State defense is the truth, man. Offensively, they've really struggled. They can't run the ball hardly at all. Um, Hunter Deckers has actually done a nice job throwing the football, even though he throws too many interceptions. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson is one of the best wide receivers in the Big 12. He might be the best. He's he's a special kid. He's got over 1,000 yards receiving this year. He's their huge guy on the outside. But offensively, they've really struggled to score points. However, this defense, and they were the first ones to sort of go to this three-man front that everyone else is copying. Um, Coach Dyke said that their defense is pretty similar to TCU in format and scheme. And so it's going to be a huge test for this TCU offense on on uh, Saturday trying to hang with that'll do it for Locked on Horn Frogs. Uh, this is your daily podcast my children are running in here so I'm going to wrap it up it's your team every day